I am Dr. Lee Cushing. Welcome to my Chamber of Horrors. Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors is a monster rally novel in the tradition of the classic Universal and Hammer horror film. It's written by Stephen D. Sullivan, the award-winning author of White Zombie, Daikaiju Attack, Manos the Hands of Fate, and one of the creators of the original chill role-playing game. This book recreates the thrills of the classic monster versus monster film. We've got vampires, werewolves, mummies, psychic twins, scheming madmen, and plenty of unexpected chills. Now you can get Dr. Cushing's Chamber of Horrors in print, or for Kindle at Amazon.com and other fine retailers. Coming soon in other ebook formats. Find out more at CushingHorrors.com or SDSullivan.com and support Steve's work through Patreon at HeySteve.com. I do hope you've enjoyed your visit. Please come again. And remember, the chamber is always waiting for its next victim. We're gonna talk with the mayor. Cause the mayor says he wants to have a chat We're gonna talk with the mayor Cause the mayor says he knows where it's at Citizens of Oleander, this is your mayor The futurist Please remain calm All of the goats have been contained My goats Please be aware that citizens are now on double lockdown. Yes, you are now double required to stay indoors or keep 15 feet away from everyone at all times unless you are a technician. You will know if you are a technician if you have a gray border suit with your name on it. Please meet at the town square. We are reconstructing the laser Klezmira. Not really. I don't know. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love listening to KZOM, 11.30 a.m., Oleander, Oregon, all the way in Portland. Like, in the summertime, really, really, really late at night, you could pick it up. And it it, it was it was really nice. It was a lot of, like, kind of, like, classic rock. Well, it wasn't, like, classic rock at the time. It was just kind of, like, adult contemporary and, like, really, really late at night, like jazz and if you're into jazz it was great and if you were 11 it was kind of boring and you'd switch it to dr demento and hey dave how are you doing um i am i guess well considering apparently we are on double lockdown double oh yeah 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 Uh, i didn't even really notice it because we were on covid (laughs) lockdown but apparently you know overnight we are on Super duper secret probation lockdown. I I kind of knew about that. Um, I'm I'm kind of in like triple lockdown because I am not only uh, in COVID lockdown, 
and city lockdown because of my position as comptroller and also uh, because of the fact that I have the little cottage in the graveyard right behind the mayor's manor or Oleander Manor, whatever that thing is, that, that museum that's creepy, that... Anyway. <laughs> the, the, the Oleander Mansion? Yeah, I'm surrounded by sheep. Not not sheep, goats. Those those things that you got. Yes, in fact, it looks like somebody took... Everyone that's not in, like, my underground base, uh -huh. it looks like somebody just took them and drove them there. It's, it's all the minions. Yeah, Dro drove, by the way, is, like... Hurting, not yeah. put them in cars and drive. <laughs> I figured it's a, it's a word of art. Yeah. Yeah, these guys in boiler suits. Yeah, yeah, gray boiler suits. Everyone came and, uh, uh, yeah, I was I was uh, thinking about dogs the other day because I was like, do you herd sheep with the? Uh, you can herd sheep with dogs, but can you herd goats with dogs? And anyway. Uh, yeah, that's that's a kind of iffy. Have you ever heard the term? Goat rodeo? No. It's because because goats are herd animals. They absolutely <laughs> are, but they'll scatter too. Hmm. So, so yeah. So if you you have dogs, I'm not saying that that there aren't people that successfully herd goats with dogs. I'm I'm, I'm sure they're out there, mm -hmm. but it's not like you see the sheep in Australia or in. In Scotland, where they fall in line when the dogs are there, and in fact, uh, a couple years back, uh, Peaky came over, and she had her niece and nephew, and she was, you know, she's a local vet, so mm -hmm. she had a, a couple border collies, and uh, you know, the niece and nephew were five and six, and they weren't want to see the the goats, and one went one way, and the other went the other way, and the border collies just went crazy because all of a sudden their little herd split up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm not saying dogs aren't going to work, but uh, it's not something I use. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good Good to know. Yeah. I, I was just thinking. Oh, I did find something out about these goats. Yeah. So, you know the, the ones that got are like pink with pink lemonade mm -hmm. and Mountain Dew? Yeah. If you milk them, they don't milk milk. They milk lemonade or Mountain Dew, so yeah. I mean, well, well, we're set for well, I'm set for pink lemonade and blue Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, good news, bad news for uh, what do you call it? Uh, Oblivions. They were like, hey, we've got ourselves some beer goats, and then they're like, oh, it's Odul's goats. So you know, it's what beer drinkers drink when they're not drinking beers. Odul's. Oh, okay. And, and when they're not drinking Odul, they drink goat Odul. <laughs> goat Odul, yes, yes. So, hey, uh, free, unlimited, uh, <laughs> non-alcoholic beer in uh, uh, Third and, uh, not Park, um, Third and uh, Main. So, yeah. Oblivions. Get obliviated, socially distanced. But... Bring your bring your ID because you're going to be searched by minions. I mean, they're polite, you know, little authoritarians, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're very. You know who's doing pretty well with this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like, not head minion, but you'd think he is. Yeah, 
I mean, the guy's nickname is Minion. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, you you know who's you know who's just furious about that her twin brother is in charge. Well, he thinks he's in charge. There's uh Well, Darcy think <laughs> Darcy's upset that her brother thinks he's in charge. Gotcha. And have you seen what they're driving around in? Uh, no, the no. Snow clouds. Driving around the snow clouds. <laughs> okay. I, so you know, I'm wondering. Well, maybe it wasn't to plow the snow off. Maybe they're gonna like plow people walking on the street. But I, <laughs> I, I hope not. I thought I it was. Hope for, not. I thought it was for those goats for a little bit there, but yeah. But I mean, yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. I mean. You work for the city. Who's mm-hmm. in charge here? I haven't seen the mayor well, since what? Christmas ish 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 ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I saw Cooper was uh, around Christmas. Uh, he, he he went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. And uh, now we've got this uh, nine foot tall robot looking uh, person who's like talks in a loud resonating voice that like you hear like deep inside of the back of your eyeballs and they go by the futurist yeah they've been mayor before back in the mid early 80s so yeah I mean yeah I mean and, oh, what you gonna do you know you call the local police, they aren't going to do anything. No, because... but hold on one second, Dave. Listen to that music. This is bad news. That is ominous music. You're hearing ominous music? Well, we're both hearing ominous music. It's the soundtrack for the podcast. I was saying I listen to mildly pleasant music. But I guess I got. I guess ominous is my happy place. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to 11:30 a.m. Oleander, Oregon, Radio Free Oleander. It's Marvel March. Dave, how are you doing besides doing well? Well, yeah. So the pneumatic tubes are running on time. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I gotta give that. And you know. Construction on uh, the Civic Center's re-begun again, as, as as we've talked about in the past. They're getting way, really, really doing something with it. And, you know, depending on what time you're listening to this, season finale of season one of WandaVision's tomorrow. Oh, well, that's yeah. one of the reasons I don't kind of rise up in rebellion besides that just, I'm not this kind of rebellious person. You know, I don't want to be thrown in jail, you know, when, and not find out what happens. So, uh... Yeah, so there's that. And also, uh, before the end of the month, we're going to be getting, uh, I always say Falcon and the Snowman, but it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, cool. We'll also be getting Gnomish Contraptions. Gnomish Contraptions uh, sometime after March 15th. Get us Gnomish Contraptions that you think would be cool. In Dungeons and Dragons, or any kind of fantasy setting, by March fifteenth, Ides of March. Ooh, there's an idea. Maybe you could uh, create some sort of uh, emperor stabbing gnomish contraption. 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a steam bender. Yeah. Or, or whatever that – Rico, I guess Rico's the robot that's stabbing him. <laughs> Stab, stab. Uh, yeah, some sort of uh, Caesar-matic. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's, it's built for gnomes, so it's gnome size, so it just like stabs people in the calves. We got to save some of these. these sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. I'm here all week. Okay. Uh. So we we've got a we have a, a another returning guest for our Ooh, interview. Cool. Who do we got this week? So we have Tom Clark. Tom Clark. And uh, Tom Clark is a, a writer who's been on the show. In fact, he was on our Christmas Eve episode yeah. uh, last year. And uh, we're going to be talking about Marvel, especially about WandaVision. Cool. And uh, if you're watching this or listening to this after WandaVision's final, uh, you know, episode is played for the year, you can tell us how wrong our predictions are. Yeah. But he also was nominated for a Splatterpunk Award for one of his books. Oh, cool. So, uh, so we talk a little bit about that, too. Nice. Very nice. All right, and we're going to be talking about D&D and... Ah, D&D and DC would be better sounding, but we're going to be doing D&D and uh, Marvel superheroes. So check that out after the break. All right, Dave. Anything you want to tell people about goats uh, besides that raisins and goats? I found that raisins and goats is really good. But goats, any- goats, goats, goats love raisins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so I'm just going to give this a warning because I get... I understand a lot of people are not uh, been around goats to say as long as I have, and this is a warning to all the male members of uh, Oleander about your male member. The thing you got to be careful is is goat horns often go out, and with goats' heads are about the middle section gotcha. of a male body. So you're going to want to, if it comes at you, if it's head on, don't worry. You're going to just sort of push it aside. It's when the goats are like six or eight inches to the left or the right. That's where you got to be careful. Yikes. That public service announcement was brought to you by Uncle Owen's Goat Farm. Hey, hey, Dave, you know what happens when you pour uh, goat's milk on one of those uh, goat fluffs? No, of all the things, I did not think about that. What happens when you pour, pour goat milk on a proto-goat? Uh, Double cream goat milk. It's amazing for making goat brie. Mm. We'll see you after the break. Excellent. Excellent. I will have to pour some goat milk on some goats if I can find any. Oh, my mamas are are pretty much in labor and or babies, so we dried them off. And most of my other little... Angola goats that come from the goat pup do either pink lemonade or Mountain Dew. Hmm. <laughs> so I might have to hit you up for some goat milk. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> More goat talk after the break, I promise. I was just thinking, what kind of people tune in for the show for all the goat talk? Uh, me talking about classic rock randomly. <laughs> Uh, miscellaneous writers and podcasters and that's to talk randomly about D&D. There's got to be some cr- 
crazy people out there. We want to hear from you if you are a fan of all the segments or just some of the segments. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Radio Free Oleander. We think you're awesome. We hope you're having a good whatever you're doing. A goat time. A goat time doing whatever you're doing. And thank you again for getting back into podcasts. Our, our numbers have been like insanely up and... We're just happy that everyone in Sweden and Ireland and Norway and Poland and <laughs> everywhere that's listening. You know what there is a lot of in Sweden? What's and that? Norway. What's and that? Ireland and Poland. Uh, in Poland. We're getting all the goat countries. That's why we're yeah, getting there's New a Zealand. Lot of goats. Maybe we're being listened to by goats. Whoa. Hey, goats. Uh, what's a good goat noise? Or goat farmers. What's a good goat noise? Yeah, and maybe the ones, except for the ones in Ireland, don't speak English, and so they think we're talking about goats. Possibly. All right, we'll see you after the break. And again, if you see one of these Angola sheep, or goats, excuse me, do not pour pink lemonade or any type of Mountain Dew on them because they become that color permanently. And definitely don't put both and make them look like Easter eggs. This was a community announcement brought to you by the City Council of Oleander. Now, for the fun stuff. We are very excited to, once again, we have a guest that has come back a second time. And I am very excited to have Tom Clark here. Um, Hi. Hi, Tom. So the last time we talked... uh, it was Christmas Eve, but of course, by the time everything got done, because that was 2020, and we were, uh, you know, the holidays, I don't think that episode actually got out to like the Friday or the Saturday after Christmas. But uh, how have you been doing since then? Uh, not bad. I, I've had a, uh, um, uh, I've been busy. We'll put it to you that way. <laughs> In fact, uh, um, it's my understanding that. Uh, you got a rather prestigious award, or at least was nominated for an award, correct? Um, yeah, my book, Bella's Boys, was nominated for a Splatterpunk Award for uh, Best Novella. Excellent. X, congratulations. And uh, for those of you that don't maybe remember uh, Christmas because you had a little bit too much eggnog, uh, Tom does a, a lot of writing, and he sort of combines different genres together. Uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about... Uh, about that, uh, the book. Uh, Bell's Boys is a mashup of cosmic horror and extreme horror. That's why it got a Splatterpunk nomination. But it's, it's pretty graphic and it's pretty se- sexually graphic too, and it's pretty okay. violent. But um, if we have a mature, I, I'm not sure that we have any mature audience members. But if we do have audience members that are mature enough to handle it, where can they get a copy of that? Um, they can get it directly from me um, through my website, thomasrclark.com, or you can buy it from Amazon, or you can buy it from Barnes & Noble. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And congratulations on the award. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, I'm really excited, and I wanted to hear about that, but I really, really want to talk about the subject we're going to discuss and that is WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to talk off uh, too often about uh, Marvel properties on my podcast uh, that I have because it's, you know, it's more of a horror-centric podcast 
than it is a superhero movie-centric podcast. But every now and then we, we slip it by and get it in there, um, much to the chagrin of my co-hosts. <laughs> well, well, I'm grateful. And, and again, audience members, may, that DB and I talked about this uh, about a month ago, but the series was only halfway through. So there is so much more to talk about, and we are so grateful because this is here on Radio Free Oleander. This is Marvel March, and so we're grateful to to have a uh, have a fan of the show uh, come on and share opinions that might be a little bit different from just the DB and mine. Well, uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I started out my career in writing as an entertainment journalist. And um, between covering pro wrestling and, and movies, um, the Marvel movies and, and, and whatnot that have been one of my fortes that I've been, you know, really a, a fan of and uh, have some knowledge about, actually. <laughs> well, excellent. We're, we're grateful that you're going to share that knowledge with us. So I'm going to kind of throw this out maybe as a sort of an icebreaker. You know, WandaVision is just full of meta moments and shout outs and, and Easter eggs. In fact, the series is almost nothing but those, yet it still works. So what are some of the the, the Easter eggs or the shout outs or, or the meta moments that really sort of, you know, popped out to you? You see, the, the reason they work so well in here as opposed to say like a Ready Player One, where it just seems to be like a nonstop vomiting of pop culture references the easter eggs in wandavision are all or they're organic and they're subtle um they're not the focus they're the background uh for the most part um i I, I gotta tell you as soon as they mentioned cosmic radiation and talking about a astrophysicist I keep thinking, my God, they're going to call Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four in, and this is how they're going to make the Fantastic Four is with this. <laughs> you know, I think I, I, I mean, everybody did. I thought that, but you know what? And then, 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 then they slyly brought in a new character. Oh yeah. And, and and I think that that was deliberate. I mean, I think that I think the one thing that's beautiful about One Division and the writers and everybody, they know their audience. Yeah. They know their audience, and they know how to. If you're not a TV historian or not a Marvel fan, there's enough for you. But the hardcore Marvel people, they know them. They know what they want, and that's that's. They don't they don't play down to to their audience. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why they do that and why they know that. And, that, and part of that is part of my. I've got a history with this and, and with Marvel in entertainment journalism um, back in 2013 when I, I first started writing um, for this is infamous.com uh, one of the local comic book shops out here the uh, the owner of it um, told me that he had the script for Doctor Strange and had read it and knew who was going to play Doctor Strange in the movie and I told him he was full of shit um, and he said no this is what Marvel does they send scripts out to comic book shop owners, and they actually work with comic book shop owners and get their opinions and take them into account before they make these films. Now, I also learned through this that they also send red herrings out as well. Yes. And just so happened that he got a red herring, 
and we reported that John Hamm was supposed to be playing Doctor Strange, which was in the works at one time, and the script that we looked at was not written by Robert Cargill, all right, mm. um, who eventually became the screenwriter for the movie with Scott Derrickson. Um, and, of course, as we know, Benedict Cumberbatch became Doctor Strange. But it, it's in learning that they did this, it's no wonder that they were so easily able to make these movies and 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 and, and get middle America to go see them. And that's what you want to do when you make a, a pop culture movie. You want to get those people that don't normally go to a movie to go see it. And that's what Marvel, the Marvel Studios and, and Disney have been able to do with these films now. And now with the television, too, as you brought up. You, know, you don't have to be a fan of this stuff to watch it and enjoy it. Absolutely. And say what you want about the House of Mouse. Mm-hmm. They very rarely waste money. They right. know They know what people want. Mm-hmm. They sure do. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing who Ralph's going to be. Yes. So, so <laughs> real, real quickly, for in case maybe there's somebody listening here that doesn't know who Ralph is, uh, can you kind of briefly say who Ralph um, is? Ralph is Agnes's husband, who we haven't seen yet. And their anniversary is June 2nd. Now, this is one of my favorite Easter eggs. In the yes. show so far, because June second is the start of the Salem witch trials in 1692, and <laughs> and, and, and Agnes we Agnes we see was a witch at that time. Right, absolutely. Um, I ought to know what happens to Wiccan and Spark. Um, those are uh, Wanda and Vision's kids. Um, who knows, uh, uh, Senior Scratchy there. Herbert Rabbit is supposed to be Agnes's brother, or son, and he's a uh, yeah, he's a son, and he's supposed to be a badass as well. Who knows? Um, all I know is this is probably not going to be Mephisto. Um, okay, it's it's likely going to be Nightmare. I know that they've put a lot of sort of Nightmare hints. Yes, and, they have. And we'll we'll maybe get into this because I, I want to. So, as the recording of this, eight out of nine episodes have been released. Yes, so, so um, before this is over, you and I are going to speculate on what happens on the ninth episode. And then people afterwards can listen to it after the fact and see that I was completely wrong. Just like or, my ex-wife does. Or, or I was completely wrong, too. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I think, I think you're going to have a better shot. <laughs> so, um, well, so um, oh, you shoot first then. So I'm going to say, and I'm not playing. I think you're roughly my age, maybe a little younger. And I grew up in an era, in an area in uh, outside of Greater LA. And as such, before all this cable, we had more than average TV stations. And some independent TV stations. And so to keep these independent stations going, they would run a lot of shows like I Love Lucy, the Dick Van Dyke show. And I love that opening scene in the first one. Because I remember growing up watching the Dick Van Dyke show, and not always, but quite often in the opening credits, he would trick trip over the audience. Yes. And then Vision just walks right through it. 
Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but even that episode there, the name of the episode that that's based off of is an Easter egg in and of itself as well. Are you thinking about the walnut or a different one? Yeah, the walnut. The walnut. So, so yeah, I, I think that, or, and I'm probably, I, I live in a walking Mandela effect, but I think that the, the opening credits, he tripped over almost every time. But um, for those of people listening that aren't familiar with the walnut episode, which Wanda says, turns out, is her favorite episode of childhood, what, what was the walnut episode? <sighs> It, I believe it has to do with the deal with the devil. <laughs> well, well, kind of, kind of. So, 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 uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Dick Van Dyke, who we gotta say was a consultant for this show. Yeah, he he, you know, so that that's one of the reasons why it's so accurate on some old TV. And his wife, which um, Mary Tyler Moore, thank you very much, were watching a monster show. And they're separate beds, of course. And we see in the 50s version, you know, Wanda and Vision's beds are, are separate. Um, and they watch this TV show that's basically a ripoff of uh, of the uh, Vision of the Body Snatchers. Right. But and, and but instead of pods, they're in walnuts. And, and so the, 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 the walnuts take over everyone. It's like one of the first, you know, the TV trope, oh, it all was a dream episodes mm-hmm. uh, and, and but at the end even though this tv show is giving them nightmares they're still watching it the tv is controlling their life so you're absolutely yeah absolutely right there's a whole meta context on you know what wanda's favorite tv show and i have to say that last episode really gave me the feelings when, when agnes card takes her back in time and we see this family, we see why TV was so important to Wanda. You know, she was watching, you know, during, she grew up in an Eastern European country torn by war. And, and, you know, her family would come together and watch these American TV shows on VHS. Uh, and then, you know, after Pietro dies, we see that, you know, Vision is you know, the, the least human of the Avengers is showing his humanity by trying to get her past her grief and saying that grief isn't a bad thing. And right. uh, I, I, t- I teared up on that episode. I, I'm not so manly that I'm not going to say I did. I teared up on that episode. I, I won't deny it. It, it, it brought me uh, some emotion as well. Um, that's one of the beauties of this show. It, 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 it's showing you that these characters are more than one-dimensional superheroes. They're people with feelings. Exactly. And any and one pain. of us with that would want to make their own reality and bring their loved ones back. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, the, the writing the writing is 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 top-notch. And I definitely, I'm not a big fan of watching a show. I have a pretty good memory, so I don't really like watching shows a second time. Once this is all over, yeah, I'm going to go through the whole thing just to see how all this connects and how the things I missed. As a binge watch, yep. Yep. Um, so, I don't know, what was your favorite, what's your favorite moment of, of WandaVision? That, that's, that's like asking me what she's my favorite child. Okay. You know, everything in this show is great, from Quicksilver showing up to Photon's creation. 
Um, the little things, like we know there's a, the, that, uh, I think that uh, Monica's mother dying of cancer is going to be a, uh, is a uh, foreshadowing of um, the actual Captain Marvel dying of cancer, too. It, it could be, yes. Yeah. I think I think that well, the Brie Larson Captain Marvel is going to die of cancer in this trilogy, and uh, uh, that of films that comes out because she's such a powerful character. Um, plus, I think I, I'm hearing that they want to bring Sentry into the Marvel universe too. So, yeah, who is basically Superman? Yes. So, for personally, the favorite, the thing that I like the most is, and 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 and. Accuse me of sacrilege, but I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I am, but you know, Spider-Man and the Hulk and Wolverine. It's the side good. characters. Like it's the side it's, characters that that make it interesting and fun. It, it's the C-level characters, and they have brought three of my all-time ever favorite C characters, you know, level characters in. And that's Jimmy Woo and uh, Spectrum or, or Rambo and um, Dr. Uh, Marcy Lewis. Yeah. And um, Jimmy Lou and, and and Darcy need to have an X-Files type show. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I am so down for that. And, and Jimmy Woo, I, I've been a big fan from Jimmy Woo uh, since uh, Agents of Atlas. But he actually predates it. He's a character from the 50s. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, and he was in uh, The Yellow Claw. Uh, and The Yellow Claw was basically a Fu Manchu clone. But the thing that really put it above everything else at that time is it had an Asian protagonist. Yeah. Well, Fu Manchu was the bad guy initially for um, Cheng Chi. Um, but then Marvel lost um, rights to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they created uh, the Mandarin and uh, Fin Fang Foom the Dragon. Excellent. I, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And, and Jimmy Woo was, Jimmy, Jimmy Woo was not – I mean, Jimmy Woo was kind of like the 50s Asian Marvel version of James Bond. It was – he was – Bad capital, but you know, bad but all over the place, and you know, in the what I'm thinking, ten, twelve years ago, they brought him back as a team of '50s agents, you know, with a gorilla man and Venus, uh, and uh, agents of Atlas, and then Monica Rambeau, uh, she was the leader, of course, of. The Avengers for a while. Yep, it's Photon. And, and um, one of the first really African American female, uh, you know, major heroes. And the first but, female Captain Marvel too. Yes, but to me, she will always be the leader of Next Wave. Ah, yes. I that's where I got introduced to her is next wave and next wave is just this wonderful reconstruction of the superhero, uh, uh, um, you know, genre uh, by Warren Ellis, and it was funny and it was intelligent and it was making fun of superheroes at the same time it was making love to them, 
And, yep. and if people listening, so this was like 12 years ago, and they had an issue that was an adult coloring book before adult coloring books was an app, a real thing. <laughs> it's just amazing, and it made it made fun of superheroes, and but the things of their costumes and some of their experiences has brought on to Marvel, you know, six one six world, and so yes, that's why I've always loved that character was because of Next Way. Yeah, it's it's a great character. Um, I just love the different iterations of the of the cosmic powered being that is in Marvel over the years. How they changed it, and and to be bringing uh, Monica into it right now, um, I think is one of the best things that they've done. That's absolutely, and and you know what? Yeah, you know, Marvel. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as, you know, uh, a middle-aged white guy in, in Oregon. You know what? African-American girls need a hero to look up to. Just yeah. like we did and Asians. And, you know, and I, I think this this is a good choice. She's a good, solid, not perfect character. Uh, she's, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I like what she's doing. And then, of course, um, Dr. Marcy Lewis. Darcy. And Darcy. Darcy. I, I keep saying Marcy because we have a Darcy here in town and I, I get them confused. I try not to confuse them. But yes. So, um, you know, I love it when, you know, she was on the, the van and she would run over Thor and then offer to give him mouth to mouth. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I'm going to kind of continue the conversation. Um. Uh, with you in a bit, but this part of the show, I'm talking to someone else. Cat Denning, I get that the odds of you listening to this show are probably one in a billion. And the fact that you might be attracted to a squat, middle-aged, bearded goat farmer is probably even higher. But if you're listening, and you happen to be in Northern Oregon, and you really want a tour of a goat farm, and maybe a nice goat cheese pizza dinner, you have an open invitation. And I get two. Maybe I'm not your type, but if not, if you have Audrey Plaza's phone number, can you give it to me? Okay. Uh, back to you, Tom. Um, we should have uh, had the creeper warning ahead of that. <laughs> uh, I've got, I'm so used to restraining orders. It's a... Yeah, it's okay. We we got a legal department that takes care of all the restraining orders I get. But honestly, I love that character, and I wanted so much to see her in Agents of Shield. Ah, uh, we never did. Yeah, and uh, but you know what? I, I I'm glad. I think that I think that I think the character is better in than Wandavision than anything that they could have come up with. Uh, Agents of Shield, and I oh. too. I want to see a Jimmy Woo, um, uh, a, you know, uh, Darcy Lewis uh, series. Uh, especially, I would love to see Monica. Maybe like you know the Skinner character. She sends them out. Yeah. Well, one thing that you'll notice too about the the way this is filmed. These aren't filmed like a typical television program. These are filmed very cinematically. We're looking at six and eight hour long movies here. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they've taken their their formula for the screen and they're spreading it out through these these television programs. And I can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier to hit. Um, I'm just you know to myself, my my pipe dream for that is that we're going to see Old Man Cap be their freaking guide. And I, I really hope we do because that means Chris Evans is, was lying when he said he wasn't coming back. <laughs> yeah, which he, uh, I think off the top of my head he has lied in the past. You know. Yes. And, and here's my my fear. I love, you know, I love Bucky. I love Falcon. I love the chemistry between the two actors. I love, really love, espionage superhero stories. Well, we're gonna get that. Yes, but after WandaVision, oh, wow, this is a normal, very good, well-acted television show. You know, I'm just... That's a Marvel movie in disguise. Yeah, but but it's it's not going to be the kookiness that I love, WandaVision, and I've got to get my mind reprogrammed. No, this is a different type of show. Oh, there could be a different kind of humor in it, too, David. Well, yeah. Yeah, they're they're yeah. doing the 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 the, uh, the opposites aren't getting along buddy cop trope in this, and I think it's going to work really good yeah. uh, between the two of them because actually, if you think about it, Sam and 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 Steve had a bromance like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> they loved each other, um, and they, we need conflict. Conflict drives story, and and something that drives story well in 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 a in a buddy film is conflict between the allies. Yes. Yes, and, and honestly, I liked Zemo in Civil War, but I thought there was so much more. Oh yeah, we're going to see that more now. More, and, and I'm kind of excited because from the leaks, um, it looks like Flag Smasher is an organization, not just a person. Right, and we're going to get to see um, U.S. Agent, um, yes, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Um, who, you know, we last time we saw him in a role like that was Overlord, and that was a great movie too. And when he, when I was, when he was, I was like, man, he's got to, he's got to do more of these movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, also, there's a, um, that there might be an episode talking about um, Isaiah. I forgot the name, but the first Captain America before Steve Rogers, the African American. Yes. And that is that I think is a part of a history, but part of Marvel history. I think needs to be seen. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we learned that that Sam is actually a descendant of his. I I think that we might be seeing that. Yeah, I think there might be some un, uh, a power, an unlimited power that he doesn't know he has. Inside, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm going way in the left field with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even bother to speculate what's going to go on in this series, um, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know much about it. I'll be honest. Yeah. And, and then if you know um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just too normal for us, then I believe it's June. We get Loki, so we yeah. want more zaniness. Oh God, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be time police. That's gonna be a, a Terry Gilliam film if you ever saw one. Yeah, it's gonna be Brazil as a Marvel movie, as a Marvel TV show. And it, it had me as Loki as DB Cooper. Yeah, 
that 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 uh, yeah disney plus i am not counseling until this show is over (laughs) (laughs) and i love how they're they're spacing these out to put the movies come out in between them it's almost like an old wwe thing where they do the house shows all week long and then you have the shows on television all leading up to the pay-per-views once a month so you're gonna have these television shows leading up in between the the big theatrical films that are going to be available on Disney Plus too, if you want to pay thirty bucks to watch them. Yeah, and I I understand, and and there's legal contractual things too in this why they don't want to release Black Widow on you know TV why they want and with the situation with COVID, but. I think that they're going to now. I think that yeah, I think that things are going to change. And and as much as I love the theater experience, it's the new normal. Hey, when you got a 50-inch television in your house that's anti-glare and you have surround sound and you don't have somebody wrinkling a bag of chips behind you, it's a better experience. Yeah, yeah, I I I like and, and I absolutely agree with you on that. But there's part of me that still loves. The idea of laughing and gasping with 300 strangers at the same time. Yeah. But, right. but you know, the world's changed. The world's growing. And, oh, well. So, I think it's too. And I like I like the Netflix. For the most part, I like the Netflix uh, Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- def- uh, honestly, Defenders was kind of the one that let me down the most. Yeah, well, we're going to see Punisher come back. John Barenthal's been, you know, offered the job, and he's going to take it. Um, Jessica Jones is part of the She-Hulk show, um, and the same actress is playing her. Um, and Matt Char- Murdock, Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox is going to be in Spider-Man: No Way Home, playing Matt Murdock. He's not necessarily going to be Daredevil in that, um, but he will be playing Matt Murdock um, as um, Spider-Man's attorney. Yeah, so, what I was thinking too, do you think that now that they're getting these back, that their series might get a, a Disney fight? Well, that's what they're doing. Um, the She Hulk show is going to be She Hulk and Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. And, um, and I had forgotten momentarily that She Hulk She Hulk was a a, uh, a series. Yeah, it's going to be a series on Disney Plus. Um, Moon Knight's going to be on Disney Plus as well. That's being run by um, Benson and Moorhead, the guys behind uh, The Endless and Spring and Synchronic. Um, they're running that show, uh, Moon Knight. I can't wait for that. Oscar Isaacs as as the Moon Knight. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you remember how I said that I'm the big fan of the C-list uh, Marvel heroes? Yep. One of my absolute favorite C-list is Kate Bishop. Oh, and we're getting her in the in yep. the um in the Hawkeye the, the, TV in the show. Hawkeye. Because uh, it's going to be her becoming Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner passing the torch down to her. Yeah. So I I am I am so excited to see. In fact. I would say one of my favorite uh, graphic novels is um, Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon. Oh. My my favorite Hawkeye instance is in Ultimates 2, where he literally is captured by the bad guys. And while he's sitting there captured, um, peels his own fingernails off 
and uses them as weapons to kill his captors. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah. He flicks his fingernails at people to kill them. <laughs> Hawkeye's badass. Yeah, so so yeah, there, there's gonna be there's gonna be some good quality Marvel t- television for a while. There, yes, there is, but but how does this last one end, man? The last this episode. Last episode number nine. That, that was the question I was about to ask you. What do you think? How do you think it's gonna end? All right. Well, I've got a couple of theories. Uh, oh, and, and and you know what? We're guessing. We're guessing, we're guessing. but we probably should have put spoiler warnings here. Spoiler, because we could be right. Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing we're seeing here is the possible creations of the mutants in the MCU. And I think that what she might do is blow that hex out across the world. And it'll be like a reverse of House of M. But instead of no more mutants, mutants will be given birth. Yeah. And there was a lot of teasing in the first commercials, you know, where there's Elizabeth Olsen with, you know, cl- uh, clips from uh, the House of M comic. Yep. You know, when, and, it, uh, when it first came out. One thing I'm pretty sure is going to happen is that Ghost Vision, spoiler alert, um, will be possessed by the Vision that Wanda created. And I think we'll get the Vision character back and be reborn that way. So that was kind of my thought. My thought is, you know, Ghost Vision, or as I call him, White Vision. Yeah, it's Ghost Vision is what he's called. Okay. I think that at the end, the government is going to take him away, and then all of a sudden... The mind stone, it's going to set white. It's going to turn yellow. Basketball right now it looks like it's an arc reactor they got in there. <laughs> or whatever. It's going to have I – think, I think that there's going to be some sort of signal there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for those who aren't aware, he, that the, the ghost vision actually was from the comics. And when they brought him back, he was sort of mind-wiped and no longer had right. uh, Mr. Marvel's memories. So he didn't know who Wanda was when they were married. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wonder Man's memories. Wonder. Yes, uh, thank the, you. I'll the vision in the comic in the in the comic books is uh, his brain cell patterns is based off of Wonder Man. Well, this one is based off of Jarvis. And sure. who has and, that right Tony now? And Bruce and right. But where is all that right now in the creation that Wanda made? Yeah, it's all there. So and he we've, he's already been seen proven to be able to clear people's minds and control them. So guess what? I'm pretty sure he's going to take over Ghost Vision. We're going to have real Vision back in the Marvel universe at that point. And nobody's ever dead in comic books, David. Nobody's That's ever true. dead. Except for Uncle Ben. Except for Uncle Ben. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, 20 years ago we used to joke Uncle Ben and Bucky. So who oh. knows? Yeah, then Ed Brubaker changed that. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so so that was my big prediction. But what, what other predictions do you have about how it's going to end? Um, I think Ralph is going to be show up. Mm-hmm. I think Ralph's going to be Nightmare, like I said earlier. Okay. I don't think he's gonna be Mephisto, and here's why: they they, they need to chain, chain um, they need to um, they're they're, they're chaining these movies together. It's either going to be Nightmare or Dormammu. Okay. Uh, in some manner, because that purple magic that you see her using, it's the same thing that um, we saw around Dormammu, but it's also indicative of Nightmare's color scheme. That's true. 
That's uh-huh. true. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be Nightmare. And, and Because, quite honestly, the Asian audiences and the Thai, the, the Shang-Chi and the Mandarin here, they don't want the devil. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't want the devil in Marvel. Um, and that's what Mephisto is, basically. It's the devil. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to have an entity that's devilish. And maybe Nightmare will be a combination of Mephisto in the comics and the devil. Because it's going to be somehow linked into Spider-Man No Way Home as well. I think we might get to see some... Because, you know, Spider-Man's had issues with Mephisto himself. Yeah. Uh, So I think they maybe changed over to Nightmare in this. Because we're also told that Doctor Strange is heavily involved in Spider-Man No Way Home. And everything, of course, links to Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. So, um, I, so I think it's going to end up happening. We're going to get mutants out of it. We're going to get vision out of it. And the reveal is going to be that Ralph is Nightmare. Okay. What about Paul Bentley has slipped, and there was air quotes, because I think this was very planned, mm-hmm. saying that there's going to be a huge um, guest star cameo in the end. Yeah, Who do you yeah, think yeah, that might be. Yeah, it's it's Paul Bentley. He, he's playing against himself. He's never worked with that actor before. He's fighting oh. Vision against Vision. Okay. Okay. He's joking you. Okay, it could be. I've heard rumors um, that it, you know, it might be a Doctor Strange or a, another A-lister that they're getting ready for the movies. But you think he was talking about Paul Bentley? Yeah, he was talking about himself. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. He gets to work with himself for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, he's 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 dogging people. Okay. Yeah. So uh, here's my here's my only few um, predictions. I think Sword is going to be the new Shield. Well, Sword has always has been the new Shield. Um, the craft that um, the spaceship that uh, Nick is on is a sword spaceship. And, and I think that Monica Rambo is going to be the new commander. I think she's going to end up in charge. Yeah. And, and and like we said earlier, I'm hoping that's going to be a jump out where she sends uh, Darcy and Jimmy out on missions. Well, remember, Jimmy is FBI. She is sword. He works for a different organization. Yeah, but that that could change. There's there's lateral transfers all the time. <laughs> but and and we'll see. I, I I I'm not sure if they're going to introduce the mutants or not. But it could be. I don't. So this is. I think the one sort of failure in the greater MCU universe was uh, the Inhumans. The, the series Inhuman. I think they, they tried to kind of dust that under the, the rug. Yeah, well, here's what happened with that. They were trying to recreate the mutants and use the Inhumans as a manner of doing that. And unfortunately... Using the medium that they were using, they realized that they were, they were limiting themselves. Yeah. And I've seen bits and pieces of the Inhumans. I haven't watched it in its entirety. But what I've seen is maybe you want to go punch little goats. No offense to your goats. Um, 
because it's it is it's infuriating because it's that poor, it's that bad. Yeah. Um. And 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 I also get too that they went from a movie to a series and. They had didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of time to get it ready and change and to go from two to what sixteen hours. But you know, I didn't. I I want this is a long way to get around to say this. I don't want mutants just to all of a sudden appear. I want there to have been mutants hidden underground already. If that makes sense. Well, I have a theory, and I've had this theory since I saw Deadpool. I think that Deadpool and Deadpool 2 take place in the MCU. Um, Deadpool 1, the fight is on a helicarrier. One of the helicarriers that crashed at the end of Civil War. There are no helicarriers shown in the Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. So why is there a helicarrier in Deadpool? The outfits and costumes that the X-Men wear in Deadpool and Deadpool 2 are not the same as they are in the normal Fox universe. They're the yellow and black scheme as opposed to the all-black scheme. Or opposed to the 70s scheme that they also had at one point. Yeah. All right? It's a totally different scheme. Um, It's a different actor doing the voice for Colossus. He's the only one we really see. Um, Except for that cameo where they're all behind the door. Right. Except for that. And, Which and is he, more, more or less a throw out, too. Yes. Right. So I really believe that with all the time traveling and jumping that they were doing in Deadpool 2, that that's going to be used as an excuse for them to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe already. I've always put my Deadpool movies with my MCU movies on my shelf. <laughs> I will definitely start thinking of it that way. So we're running out of time, but I, I got a, a quick question for you. If you could have any one Marvel superhero, any form, comic books, TV show, whatever, living in your town, who would it be? Well, since I'm in Syracuse, New York, which is the capital of crazy, and where love comes to die, it would have to be Moon Knight. Okay. uh, Because, you know, we're just as depressed and bipolar as him. (laughs) Okay. That's a great one. And I'm almost thinking Deadpool because he could blend in in Portland. Well, yeah. He would just be normal in Portland except for the (laughs) fact that he regenerates. Yeah. (laughs) I have to agree, man. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and we have run long, and that's okay. We were only supposed to do, like, the news, and it's okay. I mean, there was was a mountain lion sighting, and uh, the the city council wants you to know that there's some sort of creepy guy in a mask looking in windows. But you know what? We can cover that tomorrow. Uh, I have absolutely enjoyed this discussion, Tom, and real quickly— if people are in splatter, into Splatterpunk, where can they get your books? Well, um, you, again, you can get directly from me, thomasrclark.com. I'll even sign it for you. Um, or you can get them through uh, Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward for you to sometimes be a third uh, uh, 
a third interviewee or a three-time interviewee. Anytime you want to have me on, David. Anytime. Thank you very much. a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic monsters, modern talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. The Necrocasticon, where we blend horror and metal for your pleasure, and ours, with special guests from horror and metal, with host Smoke and Walt Ball, ah! Thomas R. Clark, Mr. Scott Reacts, you don't have to pay for it, which I think is ridiculous. Sergeant Fury Dan Roberts, and Uncle Skip Novak, train, train. and where can you find the Necrocastican, Sergeant Fury, wherever you get your fine-ass podcast. Mondays on Project Entertainment Network. edition and I wanted to start something off with uh, okay classic 70s X-Men Chris Claremont X-Men who's what character class for Dungeons and Dragons let's say 5th edition okay so I I am going to say that Storm Mm -hmm. is a Tempest Clark very cool. Very cool. You, um, oh, oh, we're focusing on X-Men, right? Yes. Okay. Do you want me to say another one? Uh, I, I want to say one that I'm thinking of. Uh, Cyclops Scott Summers is a uh, Dungeons & Dragons class known as Total Jerk. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have anything. I just wanted to make fun of Cyclops. What's, what's okay, another one there? I, I know a few players that took a level in Total Jerk. <laughs> So, no, um, not not the characters, Pride, just the players. Kid Pride is a rogue. Ooh, very much, very much. I, rogue I, with I like agree a phasing ring or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not... And, and a and a pseudo dragon. Yeah, yeah. What about Nightcrawler? I mean, that's like. Uh, is is that also is that also rogue? Yeah, yeah, but you know, Kurt was kind of like this kind of a Christian too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah so, I forgot about that know, like rogue with a couple I don't, I don't think couple have... couple levels of cleric <laughs> yeah and, and I don't think I don't think 5e has an acrobat yeah 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 that's, that's but definitely... I think they've got some bards that have like some you know so maybe a rogue bard cleric triple combination there <laughs> with uh, yeah. magic with a, with a magic outfit and, and what's the what's the what's the, oh, I can't, what's the opposite of Asmar the demon? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it just it's like it just ripped out of my brain. And 
you know, 500 people listening to the show are just saying, you know, it's the... Yeah, yeah. So... Tanari? Yeah. Okay, what, what else are you... Or you want to move on to other Marvels? Oh, oh no, 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 no. I was, I was like, no, 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 that's D&D. Um, uh, let's see, what about Jean Grey? Uh, Psionicist, is that a... Uh... So, so uh, the the new book has some psionics, yeah, but it's kind of low. Okay. Um, you know what though? What's that? How about this? How about Oracle? A warlock Ooh. of a phoenix spirit, like oh, a phoenix awesome. warlock. Yeah. And you could do like a a phoenix. I don't know what you do a phoenix as a celestial or a fey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, uh, some sort of like a uh, phoenix. Thunderbird kind of thing, definitely for sure. Uh, what about uh, Chaz X? What about uh, the Professor? Is he some sort of wizard? Yeah, or you know what? He'd be like, you know, in three point five they had like the, the archivist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he could be like, he could be like a a, a wizard slash a bard of you know knowledge college. But as, as an NPC, he's the guy that gives out the missions. Okay, okay. And that way he'd always be higher level than the players. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What other X-Men do we have? Uh, Colossus. What about Colossus? Um, uh, I guess with the... Uh, oh, it's Eberron has those, like, constructs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess he would have to be like a constructor. What about Dazzler? Um, oh, Bard. Bard? Disco Bard? That's a, that's a, (laughs) well, yeah, that's a Bard, that's a a Bard-Warlock combination if I ever saw one. I don't know, I think Dazzler's just a Bard. (laughs) With rollers. Well, but doesn't she shoot light out? (laughs) Yeah. Does he have, so she can, you could call your Eldritch Beams, like, you know, a shootout. No, I, I, just like a level or two of, no, I just of Warlock. I figure she's using, like, Dancing Lights or Prismatic something or something like that. Oh, okay. Just low-level Oh, yeah, I can do spells. Yeah, I yeah. can do sp- spells. <laughs> um, okay, here's one for you. Sure. Jubilee. Jubilee. Uh, I mean, wrong era, but okay. Uh, Jubilee, pretty much... Uh, I, I want to say almost the same thing, but but I, I think Jubilee's more like low-level uh, wizard is what I'm thinking of when I think of Jubilee as like a uh, wizard who knows like a handful of spells and is like, you know, hanging out with the grizzled old uh, warrior who has like claws that stick out of his hands. <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I, I I keep wanting to be like, what about Wolverine? And I'm like, oh man, I have no idea what Wolverine would be. <laughs> okay. How, how, how ranger. Wolverine would be a ranger. Ranger. Yeah, I, I see that. I definitely see that. How, how about Beast? Beast. Uh. <laughs> I think Beast is. Uh. Oh man, Beast is pretty much like. Uh, I don't know. Is there like an alchemist? I don't know if an alchemist, but um... or, or, or yeah, um, or I was thinking like a furry half orc, or maybe a, a fur blog. 
Oh, I, I'm just thinking of like a, an artificer or something like that. But for yeah, a uh, character yeah, class. Artificer. Yeah. Uh, a fur, a furry half orc artificer. Yeah. With high dex, with, with a high dexterity. Yeah. Oh man, who else is there? And people are like, "What about Angel? What about Banshee? <laughs> what about Terra McTaggart? <laughs> what about?" Um, let's see. What other uh, Chris Claremont era? So, so, so pre Chris Claremont, but I'm going to throw one out. Sure. I've always thought. When I, I cannot, when someone casts a web spell, mm-hmm. not think Spider-Man. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Spider-Man, uh, probably, definitely. I want to say Spider-Man's a rogue. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could, I could. Yeah, I could see definitely. I think of the the class characters. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe we approach this a little bit differently. Okay. Let's maybe let's. Let's name some character, or let's name some classes, and see if maybe we've got some some Marvel characters that we think fulfill it. Okay, what about paladins? Hmm. So. Um, I want to say anyone with captain in their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Except for next wave, the captain. Oh yeah. Well. Because he he wanted to be captain. Insert dirty word here, but Captain America beat him up and washed his mouth out with soap. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Captain America, uh, U.S. agent. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah. Older Captain Marvels, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but well, so you know, I think I think of paladins. Uh-huh. The thing I think the most about is yeah. their armor. So, Paladin Artificer combo for Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I think I think Captain Marvel would still be a Paladin, no matter what. I think so, too. Uh, Cap, uh, Captain British, what is that? Yeah, Captain... Uh, Union Jack or, or Captain Britain? Captain Britain, Captain Britain, that's, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of... Uh, What's his face from Excalibur? Who, I don't know. Maybe Scott Summers would be a paladin. Cyclops would be a paladin, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a helmet. <laughs> okay, how about well, who do you think for barbarian? Oh, uh, maybe maybe um, oh Wolverine. Barbarian Ranger combo. Oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. I was, I was like thinking, oh man, who? Would... Or Hulk, Hulk. Yeah, no, that's. You do a, do a, a like a, a Goliath mm-hmm. Barbarian. Oh, that'd be crazy. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Or, or even a, a half orc Barbarian would be, a, could be the Hulk. Whoa. Or, you know, it, it, it's. You know, you couldn't do it in 3.5, but I think you do it 5.0. Uh-huh. Monk, Barbarian, Half-Orc. Ooh. You couldn't do it in 3.5 because Barbarians had to be chaotic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Monks had to be lawful. But I think you can do it in 5, and now I'm kind of... Now I'm breaking the rules that I'll, the rules will never put back in the box. <laughs> but, but a Barbarian... Uh-huh. Because both... Well, I don't know if you c- combine them, 
but bar barbarians yeah and monks and i don't think you combine them both get uh armor cl uh, class bonuses when they don't wear armor how but i think you have to take the higher i don't think i don't think you get to choose them mm -hmm. but yeah a barbarian that you've got the um you've got sort of the barbarian um uh all rage but you've got the monk hand to hand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I, i'm not sure i would allow that but it's kind of cool i'm not yeah. sure i'd allow that one in my game <laughs> okay. okay um all right let's so who do you think would be a classic rogue Ooh, classic rogue um Oh, goodness. Uh, oh, Spider-Man. We already said Spider-Man. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, goodness. Uh, I keep thinking. I, I, I got one. Oh, I got one. Okay, cool. So, Rogue, and then at third level, you subclass Assassin, uh -huh. the Punisher. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... That's that's that sounds like Frank Castle. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, you if know you want to get a Frank Castle, what's that? Yeah, no, I was thinking as another paladin. Who's that? Daredevil. Daredevil. I was thinking like. Got, got... Oh, I was thinking rogue for Daredevil. There's not a lot of uh, acrobatic paladins, but then again, maybe I'm not thinking of paladins properly. Well, no, I, so I was thinking just because he's got sort of this. Th this moral code mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so you know maybe like a couple levels of paladin and then go to then take rogue and then take monk okay again that's probably breaking the rules yeah. <laughs> more than their design but these are superheroes they you know this would be like a one shot um yeah and 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 uh oh neil gaiman did uh i don't know i haven't read him Many of them, but some uh, 1488, you know, where yeah, they yeah. were, you know, Elizabethan times. So mm -hmm. I, I, he did it pretty well. Oh, Artificer, mm -hmm. Doctor Doom. Ooh, now you're a high no level, and, and maybe even like a, one of the evil paladins. Uh -huh. You know, so yeah, if you're gonna, I think this would be a great thing. But if, if you're gonna run a superhero campaign, <laughs> most it's most probably just gonna be a one shot. So you might yeah. as well break the rules. A lot of supervillains are artificers. <laughs> Doctor. Octopus, yeah. like any 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 supervillain that was a doctor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I would say Magneto would probably be a wizard. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And I was thinking about like a lot of Avengers, and they're either rogues or wizards. <laughs> yeah. So, so so here's one. I'm thinking another bad guy. Sure. Mystique. Mystique. Changeling Rogue. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That that tracks. I mean... <laughs> so, so what, though, who would you say would maybe be a, a fighter? A fighter? Uh, I, I'm trying to think of, like, straight-up fighters, and one who I think of is like, straight-up fighter is Hawkeye. Uh, just specializes oh, yeah. in bow. Just like I don't know. It's like maybe Hawkeye like uh, would fall under monk, but definitely I think you could get a Hawkeye with just following. Just just you know, being like I'm gonna make the best archer. That's it. I'm gonna make the yeah. best archer. There's uh, what, what if a really big monster comes up? Well, uh, we've got these other people, but I'm gonna be the best archer. 
<laughs> you know, and um, so this is maybe a problem with 5e. Sure. But I'm pretty sure, off the top of my memory, Arcane Archer mm-hmm. is a rogue class. Yeah. So you well, can do, like, a rogue Arcane Archer. Yeah, I, I don't really think of Arcane Archer when I think of Hawkeye. I think of someone who's just, like, been an archer forever. It's just, like, put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- does Hawkeye have a mystical background, or is he just, like, really good? <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, he's just, he's just really, really good. And so I was thinking just the, the, the game equivalent where, you know, you can... Uh, and... and I think I'm not sure. I have I've run Arcane Archers only at 3.5. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're, you're probably right, especially if you do the human and start off with extra feet. Yeah, you know the the verified human and start picking up. Okay, quick question: Who's who would win, uh, Green Arrow or Hawkeye? Yeah, I would say I want to say Hawkeye. Oh, my, my gut feeling was that wrong. They, they, just keep, <laughs> they would just my gut was that they just keep shooting at each other, and they 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 would be hitting in the middle. You know, they, no, yeah, no, their arrows would, would just keep hitting in each other. The middle yeah. and, they keep, yeah, but okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that was that was my thought too, and I was like, oh, is that what happened in Marvel versus DC or DC versus Marvel? And I, I'm like, I can't remember if anything like that happened. But I don't know. I mean, I like Hawkeye more. Like, I mean, I like Green Arrow more than I like Hawkeye. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who I like more than uh, Clint and more than. Um, uh, oh, Ollie. Who's that? Kate Bishop Haw- Hawkeye. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, well, you you need to, and because we take this in advance, you need to hear uh, me and Tom, which the audience has just heard. Oh yeah. Um, talk about the Hawkeye series, because one of my favorite ever uh, comic book characters is Kate Bishop Hawkeye. And the Hawkeye TV series is a big, basically looks like it's going to be flashback what Clint did during the blip, but then also him turning the mantle of Hawkeye. Oh wow! Kate Bishop. Cool. Okay. So, so I'll tell you. So I'll tell you when I fell in love with this comic book character, uh-huh. and we're diverging. Oh yeah. There was a Halloween episode, uh-huh. and Kate Bishop, uh, she dressed up for Halloween. As Hawkeye from Mash. <laughs> yeah, no, so that's one that's of my. Good. I, I like the the the, the C level characters, uh-huh. as uh, the audience just heard as me uh, talking to Tom. But yeah, I so if I had to go between Clint and Ollie, I'd go with Kate. All right, all right. Another question for you, Dave. Favorite comic book? Okay. Like I don't know. Uh, favorite comic book when you were twelve. So I wasn't into comic books when I was 12. Oh, I didn't wow. really get into comic books until after I graduated college. And then I had ex- uh, 
you know, my own spending money. Okay. So what what was the I, first comic school, you got I'm into? I'm a guy in high school that thought that comic book nerds were below us D D nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I didn't get into comic books until after college. Uh, so what was the first comic you got into? Was it for like a class or? No, my friend was really in it, and uh, so. Um, so there was this game store that was selling comics. Yeah. And then they decided they weren't going to sell comics anymore. Okay. So they were selling a whole bunch of them for like a quarter. So oh, I picked wow. them up for a quarter. Uh-huh. And it was a suicide squad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was the last of the mega, or the uh, the one where there was this uh, drug gang based on the, the voodoo gods. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end, it's, you know. Um, they're dismantling the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and um, and so uh, Amanda Waller is there at the end. So okay, you've arrested us. You know we're just gonna get out of jail. And she says, no. And she orders the Suicide Squad to kill him, and then she turns herself over. And then that's when I read. I go, oh wow, man, comic books aren't what I thought they were. This is pretty deep. <laughs> I think the first uh, like comic books I was really into were definitely like Chris Claremont, X Men, and Excalibur. I, mean, I remember really being into like uh, reprints of uh, classic X Men and getting really into the Phoenix Saga, and also uh, like the very beginning of the Excalibur comic and like the supervillain arcade. I was like, oh my god, that guy is awesome. <laughs> and then later being like, eh, he's okay. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I remember really being into like Chris Claremont era X-Men and being like, this is the best stuff. X-Factor's amazing. These people are awesome. This is the best stuff. These artists are amazing. But yeah. All right. Well, I guess I guess we have to at some point in time. Uh, I don't know. Face the fact that uh, our new mayor is a nine foot tall robot who's told us to talk about Marvel stuff this month. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> so. Which. I'm not opposed to no. Marvel stuff. No, neither am I. Neither am I. It's like, well, you know, it would have been cooler if it's DC, but I understand because of WandaVision. But, you know, the mayor says something. you got to do what the mayor says. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to Radio Free Oleander. That's been Dave and DB talking about D&D, talking about Marvel, listening to Dave and guests talk about Marvel. Dave, who was our guest again? So this is Tom Clark, and you can find his books on his website or Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. You know what, Dave? I think based off the music that I'm hearing right now, I think things are going to be okay. Oh, wait. It's the same music. I believe you. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Anything to say before we take off, Dave? Uh, We'll see you next week, unless Dave got us canceled. Yeah. Or the giant robots attack. (laughs) One of those. Something will happen. All right. We'll talk to you later, everyone. Say bye, Dave. Okay, I think it was pretty good. Can can you say bye? Oh, I I said goodbye. Oh, one more time. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. All right. Thank you so much.
rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about us. 11.30 a.m., KZOM, Radio Free Oleander, Oleander, Oregon. Check us out on the Facebook, 11.30 a.m., KZOM, Oleander, Oregon. I swear, that's our Facebook page. Look it up. And we are also at PGTTCM.com. Check out our backlog. Listen to some Anne Radcliffe we've got going on. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You're going to like it. Scooby-Doo endings. I didn't just ruin it. You're going to find out. It's Anne Radcliffe. If you would like to subscribe, subscribe. If you want to tell your friends about it, tell your friends about it. Sooner or later, I will set up a Patreon where people who want to listen can uh, become a citizen of Oleander. Tell us where you live. Tell us what you do in Oleander. And then, hey, maybe you can be a guest. I don't know. It's not a pay-to-be-a-guest scheme, I swear. It's a pay-to-be-a-citizen and uh, help out the show. Help us grow and replace this terrible microphone I have and get Dave some better equipment too. I don't know. Not not just me. I mean, I just I just have the main studio. Dave has Studio B or Studio Goat City. I don't know. I, I'm done talking. Dave's Dave's gone to bed hours ago. I'm I'm just here, sitting here with my cold Lebanese food. Oleander, you're my only friend. Check the show notes to find out where you can get a cool t-shirt to help support the show. Got some new t-shirts. Dinosaur V Robo is up now in the store shop based off of a print that I did that's uh, pretty well selling. So it looks cool on a t-shirt. It's an old school dinosaur and an old school robot battling it out on your torso. Torso, 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 torso. Thanks again. And if you want to pick up this song, Glaz Glaz, I'm, I'm going to upload it so that you can just, you know, save it, turn it into an MP3, play it loud and annoy your friends. All right. Thank you again.